The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Fritz. It's 2021. You know what that means. Bill Goldberg in the main event title picture yet again. Hi, welcome to episode 9 of the Fretzelmania podcast. Bills, Bills, Bills. I am Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. This podcast can be heard on Russell Attic Radio across all podcasting platforms from Apple to Zoom and whatever else starts with the letter Z. Like, share, and subscribe and follow our Patreon, patreon.com slash russellatticready, where you get exclusive shows such as Fretz's Fate 5, The 20 Bell Salute, The Secret Files, and so much more. Buy our merch on teespring.com and hit us up if you do. And, oh man, Goldberg's back. Back again. Tell no friends. And, uh, yeah. Y'all know I kind of went off on, on about it in Twitter. I cannot imagine what Mance is going to have to say about it. I'm recording this the day before the Delight Show would come out. So, yeah. I'm going back to a Monday Night Raw from January 2001. Continuing my storyline. And giving you some predictions for what we will see in wrestling in 2021. Keep in mind, they're not grounded in reality. They're just my silly mind and a little bit of Dirty Dirt Cheats and YouTube videos. Strap in. It's going to be a doozy. And before we head to the war zone, WCW is still a thing, barely at this point in time. So I'm going to give you the Nitro shot. The Nitro recap from January 8th, because there was no show on January 1st. It was just a recap episode and all that jazz. So Nitro, January 8th, 2001. Chavo Guerrero Jr. defeats Shannon Moore. Ron Harris defeats Ernest the Cat Miller. Billy Kidman defeats Lance Storm. Sid Vicious defeats the franchise. Shane Douglas. Goldberg and Sarge. Oh, look. Goldberg's here. I wonder how he turned out. Defeated Chronic. A three-on-two handicap Minnesota Massacre match. This answers the question as to where this pay-per-view was held. Uh, gosh, Nitro was held. The Insiders, Kevin Nash and DDP, defeated the natural-born thrillers represented by Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare, and above-average Mike Sanders. Yeah, that's the least intimidating and worst <laughs> nickname of all time. Above-average, just like my average in high school and college. And for the WCW title, Scott Steiner and Jeff Jarrett ends in a no contest because of course. It does. And now, it is time to talk about Monday Night Raw from January 8th, 2001. Take it away, Jim Johnson or whoever the heck did this theme. 
We are live in San Jose, California. To recap, before Monday Night Raw, we saw SmackDown with Austin threatening and stalking Stephanie McMahon. Stalking a woman. Who's the face and who's the heel? Taker and Kane are booked in a handicap match against Austin in a rematch from Breakdown where Vince McMahon was appointed the special guest referee. Austin wins and gets a title shot against Kurt Angle tonight in this very ring. The traditional Vince McMahon, Stephanie, all McMahon saying, they all say in this very ring. Seriously, look it up. Vince McMahon, Jerry the King Lawler's hero, as he admitted during this, opens the show to the traditional asshole chants. McMahon has a New Year's resolution for the audience. For you to... And you will respect my authority! To respect authority. Talking about on SmackDown where The Rock lays out the referees. The Rock is booked in a handicap match with Kane and Rikishi. However, it is The Rock and two partners against Kane and Rikishi in a handicap match. And said partners are two referees yet to be named. We see a Stone Cold referenced here and doing the whole new year, new me thing. And this is where we see more allusions to Vince McMahon and Trish Stratus having an affair. Saying that he's going to be tough but fair. And saying to Stone Cold that we're going to have to learn to get along. Hmm. Foreshadowing. Does it, you know, like, I wonder if we can have peace in the Middle East. If Democrats and Republicans could get along. Vince, if only. Holy crap. And we see Glass Shatter and the traditional Vince McMahon gulp. Austin comes out and cuts a promo on Vince. Uh, Kurt Angle comes out, and Angle mentions, you know, that oh, Stone Cold has an obsession with the word ass. John Ritland, that one's for you. Mentions Savio Vega, yeah. You were having strap matches with Savio Vega while I was breaking my neck and winning the gold medal for this country. You know, you don't impress me much. Uh, uh, oh. Uh. Yeah, a little bit of Shania Twain there by, <laughs> by Kurt, little did he know. If you want to see me... Win the WWE title tonight. Give me a hell yeah. And then, you know, promo's over. Stone Cold's gonna call for a beer, but Kurt Angle jumps him from behind with the title even before he gets to the beer. How rude. Chris Jericho and the Hardys take up against the Radicals represented by Perry Saturn, Eddie Guerrero, and Intercontinental Champion Chris Benoit. Light heavyweight champion... Dean Malenko is at ringside, and Lita is at ringside for the Hardy Boys because, of course, their little feud stemming back from Armageddon is still going on. The infatuation that Dean has for Lita, despite being a married man, to which King would reply, His wife's married! He's not! <laughs> okay, can't give you that one. That was funny. That was a little sexist. It was kind of funny. But my, my goodness here, this is just six of the best 
at the time going at it here. We see a Swanton on to Saturn and a little foreshadowing here for Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Uh, leading up to their uh, Royal Rumble ladder match, which, holy crap, is that ever good. Jericho throws Terry off of the apron, who is about to do a distraction spot, just yeets her off there. Uh, there was a crossface, reversed into a backslide, and Y2J wins for his team. Lita slaps Dean again, and then Malenko grabs a big-ass tray of hot dogs, nachos, refreshments, and all that, and dumps it all over Lita. She gets mustard and cheese all up in her hair, all over her. Oh boy, here we go. And Stephanie McMahon comes on the screen here backstage. Slut chance because, of course, she picks Teddy Long and Jack Doan. See the XFL's San Francisco Demons cheerleaders at ringside and Jerry uh, has an audible orgasm. Lita gets naked. She's, you know, in the change room, and Dean is there perving, or about to go there and perv. Uh, Lita did not lock the door, because privacy? We see The Rock and Kevin Kelly, the best team ever, and I literally just listened to Kevin Kelly do commentary for Wrestle Kingdom, and, man, he still got it, but you can tell that Kevin couldn't keep a straight face for a lot of these promos, even though The Rock kind of calls him a hermaphrodite uh, with 2021 eyes and ears, that is a little, uh, you know, uh, foreshadowing uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and continuing his, you know, you don't impress me much. Man, Shania Twain is all over this show and I didn't even know it. And then Lita's in the shower. However, she is wearing a thong because, well, she's about to do a, you know, a naked segment and you weren't actually going to see Lita's entire butt in a uh, wrestling king. You had to wait about five years for that. You know, the live in-ring sex celebration. <laughs> and, yeah. The pervert is caught. You know, Dean is perving, and then the Hardy Boys jump him and crush Dean's leg in between the legs of the table that was conveniently placed in the locker room. So the pervert finally gets his comeuppance. All right. We see China have her crying interview here, the same kind of one that Ivory would make fun of, saying that, you know, uh, yeah, I'm going through therapy, but I'm not 100%. Uh, we're getting a match between China and Ivory for the women's title at the Royal Rumble, so we're going to have to wait and see here. The one, Billy Gunn versus Right to Censors, Val Venus in a Lumberjack match. We see the Lumberjacks represented by APA, the rest of Right to Censor, Lowdown, that's Chaz Headbanger Mosh, and D'Lo Brown with Tiger Ali Singh. Oh, this is when they were cosplaying as uh, Hindus. Uh, Crash Holly, S.A. Rios, who is surprisingly still employed at this point in time, and Billy Gunn with a passionate promo. He can cut a good promo when he wants, when he's not being... Mr. Ass, you know, a lot of people, including myself, talk trash about the one Billy Gunn, namely his entrance music, and the fact that he couldn't use the word ass. He weighs in at 269 pounds. Nice. Uh, China's crap book, if they only knew, 
is referenced here. You know, in, in stores now, yeah, a Mick Foley's book, You Are Not. We see a pile driver attempt by Val. He bails. Ivory tries to get involved here. Eventually, there's a whole lot of plunder, baby. And there's the sleeper slam, which I think is called the one and only. The It's basically the Coloss. I think it's literally the Coloss. And Billy Gunn wins. We see a mini battle royal here. And hey, look, there's a young R-Truth. I wonder how he's doing. Edge and Christian backstage wish Kurt Angle luck like you needed. Now into the main of no, no the semi-main, no, the main event of the first hour. Yeah, remember when Raw was two hours? Oh, those were the days. The Rock, Jack Doan, and Teddy Long versus Kane and Rikishi. We see Teddy and Fatu here. They have a history. They were in the NWA together when Teddy Long was managing Doom, and Fatu was one half of the Simone SWAT team slash head trinkers with Samu. Ooh. He hits the stink face, but the stink face is not a heel move, so I swear this was probably a rib on, on Teddy backstage. The Rock hits a DDT, and the ref gets some boots in on Rikishi here, finally. Spinebuster, elbow, nope. Then there was a choke slam, Low blow on Rikishi, and then he does that amazing 360 bump that he used to do every time The Rock hits him with a clothesline. Referee Tim Waite gets shoved. And we have a DQ. Kane chokeslams Jack Doan. And then Taker comes out to make the save to chokeslam his little brother Kane. We see a rock bottom. And there we go. Steph is backstage and she's pissed at Undertaker and books a fatal four-way between Taker, Rikishi, The Rock, and Kane. Hardcore champion Raven versus Steve Blackman. Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Welder Results. Same as last week that... Uh, Nutritional supplement form company Twix and Burger King and Jerry Lawler had to keep a straight face while saying that. Lol. We see the kendo sticks get involved here. Bob Hardcore Holly comes out with the ref and it's made a triple threat match. And right away, Raven pins Bob Holly. But it's not over. Or is it? There's a suplex on the ramp by Bob. Raven manages to get away for a waiting car. I wonder who that is. Tori! And we see the Rumble replay with 1999 Kane choke slamming everybody in sight. What wasn't pictured is the people trying to put him in straight jackets. At WWF New York, Kai and Ty isn't booked on Raw, so to New York you go. Indeed. Uh, King says they have dub syndrome. That was funny. Yeah. Freaking kind tie being booked here as like the dubbed, uh, like the dubbed anime people that, that was funny, man. That, that doesn't get enough love. I marked out for them back in the day. It might not age well, but it's really, really funny. We see the first plug for the first tough enough. Holy crap. I'm going to have to talk about that this year. Ugh. Edge and Christian bring a table to the ring. They say the word Reekazoid, and I'm like, Reekazoid, chimpanzee. If you remember Freakazoid, you're cool. And it's like, yeah, instead of beating the Dudleys for the 37,452nd and a half time, I wonder where that half came from. Uh, we're going to bring out the Dudley parents, so we see Mother Faye, not Bertha Faye, and Levon Dudley. Where's Big Dick Dudley? Where's Sign Guy Dudley? Where... 
Spike is still in the dying days of ECW here. Could have brought out Big Dick Dudley. Big Daddy Dudley. Sign Guy Dudley. Dances with Dudley. Dudley Dudley. Really? So we see baby pictures. And of course they're horribly photoshopped. Testify. Blah, blah, blah. The real Dudley boys come out and 3D their dad. And give their mom the what's up headbutt. I am not going to even begin to understand, comprehend, and go there to the uh, the friggin' Oedipus and Freud-ness of this. Man, Oedipus and Freud would have a field day with this. And, you know, you see the, the Dudley mom, you know, like, I am your mother, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they, they, they use the line where they give their mom wood. Um, gross. Seriously. Oi. Steph and Vince backstage, and Vince wants Steph to, can you get me a coffee with a bit of milk and sweetener? Yeah, but this coffee's gone bad. I want a fresh, fresh pot. And then you see him, like, take off his jacket. Like, oh, yeah. He wants some privacy to bang his mistress, Trish Stratus. All right. Uh, we see a vignette here with The Rock helping Bill Gates launch the Xbox. Yes, the OG Xbox, that gigantic black and green monstrosity, which was a pretty cool system. My brother had one, and before I got any other of my own, well, I had a 64 and a PS1. Anyways, that gen, before I got anything from that gen, I would play uh, WWF Raw 2 on the Xbox for several hours, or like NHL 2005 on it. It was a lot of fun. I think it's actually still somewhere at his house. And, you know, it was like, oh, hey, Bill Gates, what do you think? It doesn't matter what you think, of course. We're backstage again in the office. Here's your coffee, Dad. Flush. And Trish just walks in just like that. Uh, uh, just like that. Did you wash your hands after you peed there, Trish? Seriously? It's like, oh, this isn't what you think. And then Steph books Trish in a handicap match. Uh, TNA. Or should I say TNV? <laughs> or TNT. TNT. There's an old show for you, Mr. T. Lawyer show. Trish and T Albert. TNA. Oh, that worked. Holy crap. All that joke for nothing. Versus Test. And, you know, and Stephanie insinuates that uh, Trish is used to being DP'd. She likes two-on-one. TMI, Steph. TMI. I'm not one to kink shame, but seriously. And then we see a bunch of dorks at WWF New York pick Austin to win the title. A couple of them who smartly, you know, look through the storylines, uh, pick Kurt. And we see an XFL ad with Dick Buttkiss. <clears throat> I, can't, I can't say that guy's name without without chuckling. I'm very, very mature. I thought it was Mike Ditka at first until they said, you know, Dick Buttkiss. <clears throat> Tough enough ad once again. Submit your tapes and be embarrassed on national TV. Okay, here we go. We got Albert and Trish versus Test the Pride of Oshawa. Tornado DD Tornado Test DDT. Trish gets in. Uh, she's going to get pump handle slammed, but no, she's not. Gets booted by Albert. And Regal, who is all busted up from last week, comes out, helps Trish, takes her out of the ring, takes her to the back, distraction spot, Baldo bomb, and there we go. And now we see a vignette showcasing Kurt Angle's career. He'd only been in the WWE for 14 months at this point in time, and he's already getting 
the megastar treatment, as he should. And Austin versus Angle is a very great back-and-forth match with ref bumps and stunners and distractions and angle slams and whatnot. And Triple H gets involved here. We see a no contest. Uh, Triple H backs... No, he comes out to the ring here. And Earl Hebner is on the outside of the ring. And he's going to tease hitting Earl for the longest time. Dex Earl Hebner. That's a DQ. See you at the Royal Rumble. And when I come back from this little commercial break, folks, I'm going to give you just my silly... Don't take them too seriously. 2021 wrestling predictions. Stay tuned. And welcome back to episode 9 of the Fretzelmania podcast. Bills, bills, bills. I stand corrected. This is actually episode 9. I apologize for that error, but that's what happens when I record this show on two different days because <laughs> work. Speaking of bells, patreon.com slash Radio gets you exclusive shows such as Fretz's Fave 5, which is making a return to our Patreon this coming Sunday. So followers, you're going to want to keep your ears open for that. And those who have not followed yet, well, hey, it's only five bucks a month. Hit us up. You get Willie T's Wrestle Wars. You get Love and War. You get Watch the Throne. Is that coming back? And you get so many other wonderful things. Mance uh, has some pay-per-view reviews in there as well so hit us up on our patreon page five bucks a month you won't regret it teespring.com russell attic radio there's some hyphens in there somewhere um but if you go to teespring and you search russell attic radio you'll find all of our merch you get fretzelmania you get the kings of the rings podcast but each individual member of the kotr that is king ricky rose that is the queen bee dk murphy willie t you get Mr. YLP, the Young Lions Perspective Collection, and The Delight Show with Good Brother Mance. Now, on to the rest of the show. By the way, America, stay safe. It's a real mess down there, guys. Uh, I love y'all. I'm pulling for you. Now, this half of the podcast is just going to be straight up silly. I'm going to be predicting some things in wrestling in 2021. Now, keep in mind, again, that these aren't grounded in reality. This is just my fantasy booking mind. This is a little bit of stuff that I've seen in the dirt sheets and the YouTube videos. So keep that in mind as I'm predicting these. I'm going to start right off here with the return of a pay-per-view classic. Maybe not quite as a pay-per-view, but more of a network special. The King of the Ring. Now, a couple of years ago, the King of the Ring tournament was relegated to SmackDown and won by Baron Corbin, who then became a king himself. Now, it's been over a year and a half, I think. And did he... Who did he beat in the final? He beat Mustafa Ali in the finals, I think. I forget who was in there, but yes, the King of the Ring is going to return. And uh, this will also allow the king right now, Corbin, to defend his throne. He'll be in this tournament. However, the winner of this tournament will be someone who's been a big fan of of the king of the ring, and that is Xavier Woods. And I can see him running with this gimmick, a little bit of king, a little bit of new day here and there. And yes, the king of the ring 
will go to the man who's been streaming it on Up, Up, Down, Down for years at this point, Xavier Woods. Now, this one is a huge if, a huge what if, uh, especially because of well, what's been going on down south. Uh, we will see crowds come back to wrestling. Now, I know Daly's Place and the Performance Center, the Thunderdome, has had the odd fan here and there at maybe 10% capacity. But with the vaccine rolling out, hopefully, and uh, things starting to settle down, I think we will see crowd, uh, crowds in wrestling I'll say by the end of the year, I'm going to be optimistic here. Now, we won't see full-on capacity. You know, I don't expect to see a full-on WrestleMania for a couple of years. You know, it's on the top of my bucket list to attend WrestleMania, but at, at this point, it might not be until, like, I don't know, WrestleMania 40. The, coincidentally enough, the same year that I turn 40. So, what better way to ring in uh, that year than with that? Roman Reigns will continue his reign at the head of the table, pun intended. He will continue feuding and not feuding with his family. You know, eventually Jimmy Uso is going to come back into the mix here because he'll be returning from injury, uh, I think, any week now, any month now. I don't know his timetable for return quite yet, but much like his brother Jay, there will be some major hesitance, especially given what we saw at Night of Champions, where Jimmy had to acknowledge Roman was the head of the table, the tribal chief, on behalf of his brother, but then we saw Hell in the Cell that that wasn't good enough. So, With a little bit of maybe a feud to begin with between, between the three, I can see this bloodline just taking over SmackDown, you know, the tag team titles will change hands. And I think they'll run roughshod, you know, despite what rumors we might be hearing about WrestleMania, especially with who returned on Monday Night Raw, people seem to think we're getting Goldberg versus Roman title for title. Dear God, do not book that. Please do not book that. Vince, Bruce, don't. Do it. Build your new stars. That would have been leading into my next prediction. Like I think we're going to see a big year out of the likes of Big E, Keith Lee, MJF, Hangman Page. All of these men will hold titles of some kind. Now, Big E's already given us that promise, but I do think that he is on his way to a WWE title. Hopefully around Wrestlemania. That can was empty. That is just great. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Brock Lesnar will wrestle this year, be it at Wrestlemania, more than likely, or SummerSlam, or Survivor Series, or something. Because 2021, at, wait, no, never mind. I was going to say it's tw 20 years of the beast, but that will be next year. So I, I do think Brock Lesnar is going to make a new deal. He'll probably do like a Goldberg deal for so many matches a year. And who knows, maybe he'll actually wrestle Goldberg at Mania again. Please no. 
And although I wrote this down, I might cross this off. Sting having a match this year. You know, he is 61. His back and his neck is all messed up. But we don't know the treatments that he's gone through. Maybe he went through similar neck treatments as as Edge or Daniel Bryan. That's just the, the fan in me. The Not the hopeful fan. I, I don't want to see Sting wrestle this year. We can draw comparisons all we want. Like, you know, Luthez wrestled this last match in his 70s, maybe even his 80s. I don't know. Uh, Ric Flair wrestled his last match, I think, when he was about that age. But he couldn't do much of anything, even in maybe the last year of his career anyways. But, man, just just because the internet will explode and just because, you know, some some of us on the network here have referenced it because we love chaos... Yeah, Sting, Brock, Goldberg, all wrestling a match this year. And as I wrote this, Goldberg appears on Raw. <sighs> so it's my fault. It's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, next up here, I think Velveteen Dream is gone. I don't know what his deal entails or or what have you. He's got nothing left in NXT and... You know, to quote, you know, some of us on WrestleLogic Radio here already, the, the magic's gone. It's worn off. And, you know, and I personally think that the accusations kind of kind of whisk that away a little bit. And the fact that he's been in NXT for, what, three or four years now, doing the same, the same shtick, which at first was awesome, like the mind games and wearing his opponent's stuff on his tights, the call-me-up Vince stuff. And then when the accusations broke, it's just everything with him went out the window. And I'm sick of him, personally. You know, in the same vein, Marty Skrull just left Ring of Honor, although I do not think it was mutual personally because, well, speaking out movement, right? <sighs> Yikes. That, that whole thing just damn near killed wrestling. It's really un it's really unfortunate and a, and a lot of accusations a lot of things were people i used to like watching like jack gallagher like marty scurll i think i still have a marty scurll shirt somewhere in this house although i have not worn it since things came up i just don't think it would be appropriate so yeah yikes in the nxt title scene I think that's going to be dominated by the likes of Karrion Cross, Bronson Reed, and the man I think who may be the title holder by the time you hear this, Kyle O'Reilly. At time of recording, it is Wednesday. You know what that means. Uh, NXT and AEW. Uh, NXT New Year's Evil is airing in a couple hours from now, actually, so I'll be preparing myself to, to watch that. And... Speaking of Kyle O'Reilly, as much as it pains me to admit, Undisputed Era is breaking up. I think the cracks could start to form as soon as tonight, uh, Wednesday, New Year's Evil. And I, I could see them doing a Wolfpack Hollywood deal where two members split into two separate teams or factions. And the one team will be Adam Cole and Roddy Strong. 
that leaves Red Dragon to team together. Despite the fact that Kyle would be the NXT champion, I'm predicting that... You know what? I'm predicting that doesn't happen. I have, I had changed my mind mid-thought here because I think Karrion Cross is going to beat whoever wins this match at Mania TakeOver or whatever uh, pay-per-view that they have. And continuing on with NXT here, there are rumors of this and I, I do think this could happen they're going to get a second show now it won't be on the usa network it won't be on fox but it'll be a network special much like what nxt used to be and it will involve some of the evolve talent some of the talent that they've signed over the years and absorbed through evolve so that's you know, like Anthony Green, what's his name now? August Gray, Kurt Stallion, and hopefully, I think he signed with, with NXT or with WWE. Um, Evolve fans, you could definitely correct me on this, but Josh Briggs, he's someone I'd love to see in the mix. With the little that I've seen him on with that NXT Evolve special on the network last year or the year before, and watching bits and bops of Evolve since, he's a guy I think, would have a bright future. He, he's a big lad, you know. He's got lots of beef, pal. Like, Vince likes those big dudes. And Briggs is someone who can fit that mold perfectly. And also, pending he can stay healthy, I think he's had injury problems over the years. I remember his interview on KOTR, I think around the time he was actually injured. So hopefully, he can stay healthy for that. On to NXT UK. Valter will remain champion this entire calendar year. I could easily see him breaking Pete Dunne's previous record and having just a tear with this title. I do think the person that will beat him for it, as much as it pains me to admit, it won't be Ilya Dragunov. But it'll be Rampage Brown, who recently signed with UK. Maybe by this time next year, on whenever NXT Dublin is scheduled for again, I could definitely see Walter dropping the title there, but he's going to have a tear. He's going to go on for a long, long time. I personally want to see him break like Bruno Sammartino and Bob Backlund's title records because he's that dominant and he's that damn good. He's vulnerable if you've seen him in Dub X Dub and not his Survivor Series Quick Elimination. He's a vulnerable champion, but he is dominant. So, Valter, champion for the whole year. Kenny Omega will definitely be the belt collector, and he's going to hop from place to place collecting gold. A modern day, people don't like saying his name right now, Austin Aries, a modern day, I think Kurt Angle did something like this, and the Dudley Boys did it with the... TNA and Japan, New Japan Tag Team title. So Kenny Omega is going to be going to be a very busy man on top of being the current AAA something champion right now and the uh, Lord, almost spoiled my list, the AEW champion, he'll be Impact as well. Maybe even X Division champion. Kenny Omega in the X Division mixing it up with people like Willie Mack and Chris uh, yeah, 
I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Hey, this is a dream match I just built in my head. He hasn't been an impact in a while, but Petey Williams and Kenny Omega? Yeah, I'd F with that. I would. Uh, I think Kenny will, he'll hold all those titles. I have a theory of who he will lose the world title to, but we're going to get there in in a little bit. I might have already said his name. Kenny Omega, the belt collector. Leading into my next one, all this Impact versus AEW stuff, it's going to come to a head. And we are going to have an Impact versus AEW pay-per-view at Bound for glory. Yeah. Yeah. You just got that in your head. I can see the cracks for this starting to form at All In with members of Impact invading the whatever arena that All In is in. Let's just say Daly's Place, although rumor and Nirundo right now is that Impact is looking to move away from Daly's Place. Don't know what and where that is yet, but we shall see. I wrote this one down before it happened, and it did, so I can scratch off Ibushi winning the World and Intercontinental titles in New Japan. Wrestle Kingdom was freaking awesome. And if you want a good in-depth review of this, I suggest you check out Mr. YLP himself. Zach, I'll leave that in your more than capable hands. Uh, damn good show. Uh, Okada versus Osprey. Holy shnikes. I'm going to watch that again. Anyways, now on to some... This is another one from the WWE. But the Bella Twins are going to win the Women's Tag Team Championship. At some point this year... Maybe Mania, maybe SummerSlam, and they'll drop it to, I don't know, the Riot Squad. They don't book the women's tag team division that well. Part of me thinks that it was because the Bellas were not wrestling or were wrapping up their careers or were getting pregnant or having, like, one of them had neck surgery and couldn't do much. But I think the Bella Twins will come out of retirement and do that. Maybe there's an evolution to this year and this is where you would have that the dark order rest in peace Brody lee are going to hold all the gold silver and reynolds as the tag team champions or maybe just maybe johnny hongi john silver as the tnt champion with a new look you know uh I love that uh, Tony Khan gave the the OG TNT title to John Huber's family, to Brody Lee's family. That's an awesome gesture. And maybe even tonight on, on Dynamite, we'll see a new version of the TNT title. So maybe you get like, ah, Preston Vance and Alex Reynolds as the tag team champions. The TNT champion, John Silver... And, oh, the women's champion, Anna J, because Anna J is freaking awesome. And the new world champion, maybe by the end of this year, if not early next year, the new leader, 
dare I even think there's going to be a new leader in the Dark Order? I think there will. I think they're still going to fly with this. Uh, I can't speak for for Brody Brody's family on whether they'd want things to proceed. But if they if they keep going with this, there's going to be a new leader of the Dark Order, and his name is Hangman Adam Page. We've seen this teased a little bit here and there throughout the last few weeks. And Page, in my mind, he's the man that's going to eventually beat Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship. Make that story come full circle. Nate, take a shot. And yeah, that would just be freaking amazing. Edge, at some point, is going to come back. I could see him having another match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Maybe not quite as long and arduous as the first one was to sit through. And then the unfortunate, not so greatest match ever in the history of ever. And at some point in the year, I just have to say MJF is going to be the TNT champion. I just have to pick him. You know, I don't want to see Darby lose the title to uh, freaking Rody McRage guy. What's his name? Brian Cage. <sighs> nah, I don't feel that. Maybe Ricky Starks, but not Brian Cage. I, I've never been a big fan of Brian Cage. I don't know why. I mean, he's an insanely talented wrestler. I'll give him that. For a big, beefy, warty-looking dude like him, things he can do in that ring, pretty crazy. Look up his stuff from the X Division and Impact a couple years ago. Holy crap. Those are a few of my silly predictions in wrestling what are some of your predictions this year in the world of wrestling it can be anywhere it can be ring of honor new japan aew impact wwe nxt nxt uk you name it hit me up at fretzelmania on twitter that's f-r-e-t-z-l-e mania follow us at addict underscore wrestle wrestle addict radio on instagram on facebook everywhere we are everywhere, folks. Listen to the rest of our shows. The Young Lions Perspective with Mr. YLP Zach. The Delight Show with Good Brother Mance. And the Kings of the Rings podcast, who is bringing back the tip of the crown. So keep your ears open for that. I am really pumped to hear that because, well, <laughs> y'all know I gave them the name of that segment. You're welcome again, guys <laughs> and people. <laughs> That, and that, of course, is King Ricky Rosé, the Queen Bee, the K Murphy, and Toaster Terra Shuck, Willie T. Now, that has been it for this edition of Fretzelmania Podcast, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're all having a wonderful day and that you're all safe. And everything's going to be okay, my friends. Love y'all. Peace.